Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Just keeping the same core doesn't always really work, no matter how successful you were in prior years, because other teams get better, other teams make moves, and you get worse. So the big question now is like, what do you do next? What does Mark Cuban do? Jalen Brunson, I've been doing a little math school, crunching the numbers today, crunching, doing some serious crunching, and uh, lots of speculation about what Jalen Brunson is going to do. Like we said, he had a coming out party. He's going to get paid. He's going to get the bag, all the money. Going to get probably somewhere between $20, $25 million a year. Averaging 16, 5, and 4, single-handedly at some points in times without Luka in that Utah series, getting them to win games that, let's be honest, if it wasn't for him, they probably would have lost to the Jazz in the first round. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. Now he's a free agent. A lot of speculation about what's going to happen, what he's going to do next, right? Interesting comment coming from Mark Cuban. He said, we could pay Jalen more than anybody. And I think he wants to stay here. And that's what's important. The issue, though, is what's more important, which is the lack of cap space that this team has. (laughs) And this is where the number crunching comes involved. Two-fold issue. Brunson says he wants to be a starter. Okay. And right now he is a starter. But Dallas also traded for Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie's making a lot of money as well. Can't have them all on the floor at the same time, folks. Listen, should Jalen Brunson be a starter for the Dallas Mavericks when he's like six feet tall? Like six feet? I don't know. Spencer Dinwiddie kind of makes Jalen Brunson a redundant asset. And you got rid of Chris Tapp's Porzingis, which you needed off the books regardless, right? Not sure Jalen Brunson is interested in a secondary role, playing second fiddle to Spencer Dinwiddie. And I'm not sure that Spencer Dinwiddie's that worse than Jalen Brunson. That, that man was instant offense against the Warriors last night. He was the only one that could score. And Jalen Brunson's minutes have nearly doubled since the bubble. Right around 35 minutes per game. But how do they, how do they all three function together? Do they all three function together? That doesn't even include the fact that Luka also needs help. So What? Like, how does Dallas keep Brunson and get more help? How do they keep Brunson and not get any help and get anywhere closer to where they were, any closer to the finals than they were this year? Especially when the Clippers are getting better, the Pelicans are getting better, the Nuggets are getting healthy. Like, you've got, you know, obstacle after obstacle. I don't think that's what you want to do, baby. Is the trio of Luka, Dinwiddie, and Brunson good enough to get past the Warriors? No. A healthy Grizzlies? No. A revamped Suns? Probably not. So, what up? What's ha- what are you saying, Mark Cuban? Jalen Future looking 20, 20 to $25 million a year with two years left on Dinwiddie's $20 million a year deal? That's somewhere like $40, $45 million a year for those two guards if you re-sign Brunson. Add in Tim Hardaway's $20 million deal. 
Berton's at $16 million. Starting to get the feeling. Finney Smith at $12 million. Means the Mavs, without doing a thing, already $60 million over the cap. That is a lot of money. And that is not including Brunson's money. Signing Brunson could mean $60 million a year in tax. In tax. Not including his salary when calculating how much the Mavericks need to pay to keep him. Assigning that they, assuming they only sign him for $20 million. Listen, don't believe me. You can go ahead, Google luxury tax calculator. Put $171 million in for salary, which is $151, which is where they are now, plus $20 million with Jalen Brunson. And that is uh, $80 million in tax plus salary that you now have to pay. Is Jalen Brunson worth $80 million a year? That is some crazy Kelly Oubre-like <laughs> Honestly. Uh, that's what that's what Golden State did last year with Kelly Oubre. Where'd that get them? The play-in tournament. So what do you do? You got to get rid of Tim Hardaway. He makes a million, like millions and millions of too many dollars. He's injured. I don't even know what you do with him. Luka needs more help. The Mavs aren't even being uh, slightly coy about needing a rim protector who could actually play defense on the wing and not have to play Maxi Kleber at five. They got their asses handed to them by Kevon Looney, and Kevon Looney is like a top 30 center in the NBA. So, folks... I don't mean to sound the alarms, but things are, for a team that just went to the Western Conference Finals, you're in a pickle here. Rudy Gobert's being floated out. That would be interesting. I have some trade ideas in terms of how they could get that done, but none of them include keeping Jalen Brunson. So I don't know what the Mark Cuban is saying. He's saying he's a liar. He's a liar. He likes Jalen Brunson, but he's not going to pay. He He's on Shark Tank. You think he's keeping Jalen Brunson for $80 million? No. Brunson is great. I really like him. I think he's a good point guard. I think he's a good starting point guard. One of the best table setters in the league. But I do not see him being paired with Luka and this team going anywhere. Not because they don't want him. Not because they don't need him to some degree. But because they cannot afford him. They need to make more changes. Not just keep this thing out and roll it all back. Where does he end up? I don't know. Probably maybe the Knicks. He's an interesting two-way guy. He works hard. He can shoot. He can set the table. He can play make. Take the ball out of Julius Randle's hands, uh, which God knows we need that. Kyrie, if he bolts, looks like the Nets will be in need of a point guard. That would be a nice little spicy move. Who knows? Maybe Kyrie for Jalen Brunson and maybe another piece to make that math work, make the math math. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Some people think Brunson could end up as, as a piston with a sign-in trade with Jeremy Grant, which would be very interesting, like a little trade. Jeremy Grant for Jalen Brunson. Detroit gets better. Mavs get their rim protector. And the question is, if the Mavericks do move on from Brunson, which they will, how do they construct a championship team? Because anything less than a finals appearance now feels like an L. And Luka's already gotten a taste of winning now, and he doesn't want to step back. And we know he needs to step forward and then forward some more on a treadwheel in order for him to win some more meaningful games at the end of late-game scenarios. Yep, step forward on the treadmill, step back from the buffet, Luca. Step away from Slovenia, which I've looked at on Google Ma- Google Images now, looks amazing. Maybe bring a nutritionist with you when you go. 
Speculation now is that the Mavs are looking at Zach Levine, Jeremy Grant, like I said. Zach Levine would be terrible. I think Bradley Beal might be a nice option. Out of the two, I think Grant is probably the better play. Like I said, lots of speculation about Rudy Gobert. That would certainly solve some defensive issues. Miles Turner has been linked to the Mavs. Man, I don't know about Miles Turner and his health, though. Both would make Maxi Kleber go bye-bye. Maybe he plays four. Man, regardless, they can't keep using Luka as much as they have. For two straight years, Luka's usage rate is 37%, which is number one in the league over Joel Embiid. The number went up to 40% in the playoffs. He cannot keep it up. If the man, like, look at him. He looked exhausted in that first half of that game. And it was like, hey, you're going to go home if you don't start making some shots, Luka. And then he was like, oh, yeah. This is, this is a closeout game. You can't continue to carry a team on your back when you're 40 pounds overweight without getting significantly tired. The Warriors targeted him on, on defense because he was out of shape in late-game scenarios. He couldn't keep up and be the LeBron-type player that Jason Kidd wants him to be. He was cooked by the fourth quarter, game after game. And, you know, another issue is that Dallas was last in the NBA in pace of play this year. Because, you know, Luke is fat and he's slow. And so finding a way to get out of the transition might help minimize a lot of the wear and tear on Luka. Maybe play Luka off ball. Find another person who can play make and get their own shots so that all the attention is not on Luka. Maybe give Dinwiddie permission to handle the ball and have him play some point guard a little bit too. And Dinwiddie's a lot taller, a lot stronger than Jalen Brunson. No shade to Jalen Brunson, but you think he's like five inches taller than him. So, real quick about Spencer Dinwiddie, though, as an aside. Uh, we know he's a weird guy, right? This is what he said after the game. He said, before I got to Dallas, this team was connected. When they asked him, like, what, what, is the, what are the Dallas Mavericks? What do, you, what do you think about them? And he goes, when, before I got here, they were connected. They looked like a pretty connected team. After I got here, I'd say sexy. Because the sex appeal went way up. We're a good-looking team now, man. Have you seen his sideburns? They're not filled in yet. Like, maybe. Come on, Spencer. Never change. This is the same guy who wanted his entire salary in crypto, by the way, that has gone from uh, $50,000 uh, per crypto to, like, uh, $8,000. So maybe not take Spencer Dinwiddie's advice on financial things. Anyway, interesting stuff happening with Maz. Can't wait to see what happens in Dallas in the offseason. All that I know for sure is that they are going to be. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews or coverage of all the biggest stories in the nba our new show is the place to be five days a week download and follow beyond the arc on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you get your favorite podcasts